Um, all of you know that we have no glass ceiling in this house for women sharing. There is none. And uh, last week you heard Rebecca Moran. She brought a powerful word. Rebecca has a team right now down in Hayuchi, California. They're ministering at the Hayuchi Christian Fellowship. And uh, I've been in contact with them, and it's going really well. They're praying for healing. They're praying for deliverance. There's a lot going on. And so I'm excited to see what God is doing in our brothers and our sisters as well. Teresa's been working on this message for quite some time. No, that's the other one. Oh, that's the other one. Okay. Not time for the other one yet. <laughs> okay. But it's fun to watch them kind of cultivate and stir over and ponder and rototill through God's word. And I appreciate her heart. So let's give her, her your full attention and let's just continue to enjoy the presence of God. Amen? Amen. Good morning. Um, bye, babe, wherever you're at right now. I love you. See you in a few days. Um, I want to start this morning by telling you the story of this little boy named Joey. Now, Joey was just five years old, and he was over the sky excited because Joey had his first loose tooth. And he spent his days wiggling that tooth, trying to get it out, because his mom and dad had been telling him, when you lose your tooth, it's going to be replaced by a treasure. Now, Joey knew about treasure because he had this little treasure box where he kept his favorite car and that really cool shell that they found on the beach on family vacation and a really cool coin that his papa had given him. So he knew about treasure because he already had treasure, and he was so excited to add to his treasure box. So it was like five days later, Saturday afternoon, and he's with his brother playing outside, and the tooth finally comes out. He runs into his mommy. Mommy, mommy, my tooth came out. And just like she had been telling him, they took it and they wrapped it up in a napkin and Joey ran it up and put it under his pillow. Well, that was the longest Saturday afternoon of his life. But finally, it was time for dinner. So they had dinner and then they watched a family movie. And then Joey disappeared. So Mama went upstairs to check on Joey. Sure enough, Joey was in his pajamas with his teeth brushed climbing into bed with his two favorite books. Now, let me tell you about Joey. Joey did not like to go to bed since the day he was born. But this night, Joey was excited enough about that treasure that he was climbing into bed. So mommy read the two books, and they said their prayers together, and then she walked over and shut the door, but she left it open just enough that she could peek in on him for a little bit. And so she's looking in, and Joey's like this looking under that pillow every two seconds to see if his treasure had arrived yet. It took him a whole hour to go to sleep that night. Finally, he did. Then, 3 o'clock in the morning, the six foot two, 225-pound treasure bearer walks up the stairs quietly into the boy's bedroom, goes over to Joey's bed, reaches under and takes that tooth and replaces it with a treasure. Goes back downstairs. 5.30 in the morning... Mom and dad are woke up with a ruckus. Well, they knew exactly what was going on. Sure enough, Joey had woke up, found his treasure. They, he came running downstairs with his brother. Mama, mama, I got my treasure. He comes over to her side of the bed and opens up his hand, his left hand, and there was his favorite snack of gummy bears. Aww. And then he opened up his right hand. Mama gulped because there was $5. She looked at Daddy, but neither one of them said a word. 
the boys went off to play. Daddy looked at Mom and said, wait, before you can say a word, let me defend myself. You know that drawer that we have in the kitchen where way in the back there's an envelope and we put money in there for the boys' birthdays? And in the front of the drawer are all of the birthday cards from Joey's birthday last month. Yeah, well, I stopped by that drawer on the way upstairs last night. So I was only using treasure that Joey didn't know about yet or he had forgotten about. So Mama was okay with that. So how many of us have treasure inside of us? Well, we all have treasure inside of us. But how many of us have treasure that is hidden inside of us or maybe forgotten about inside of us? Maybe we used it for a little bit, and the enemy whispered in our ear and said, you're not enough, and we tucked it away, and we've never looked at it again. We've forgotten about it. Maybe you don't believe that as a child of God, you have a power inside of you. Maybe you don't believe that you have been entrusted with a gift. Or maybe you don't believe that you've been forgiven for something. But I'm here to tell you, even if you don't believe that, the enemy does. And he is just fine with you leaving it hidden away or not used to its fullest potential. We are all responsible for using our time, our treasures, our talents, our gifts to the glory of God and the furthering of his kingdom. We need to exercise our gifts. We need to follow his leadership as he leads through circumstances and people. We need to be making sure that we're using our own gift because if you go to try to use somebody else's gift, it's probably not going to go so well for you. Your gift is a thing that you can do with the least amount of effort. It just flows out of you. There's no struggle if you're moving in your gift. But if you are, God made you an encourager and you decide, well... I think I'd rather lead worship. And so you give that a shot, and it's probably, you're probably going to fall on your face. It might work for a little bit, but it's probably not going to work real great because it's not your gift. You might be passionate about something, but that doesn't mean it's your gift. I am passionate about worshiping my king. I love to worship my king, but I am not a worship leader. I'm passionate about almost anything to do with the water. I love to snorkel. I could spend hours in the water, but I am not an Olympic swimmer. We will leave that to them. Good place for it. (laughs) It's time to reach in and use the gifts that God has given us. We can't keep thinking that it's not significant enough, that it's not enough. You are enough because... He made you enough. He gave you enough. Your sons and daughters, your grandchildren, even your great-grandchildren, who you may never see or have a relationship with, they are all counting on you to be all that God's called you to be. Have you ever thought something like this? Man, If I was just as talented as her, if I could only do that like him, then God could really use me. Well, that person that you think is really being used of God, they didn't just arrive there. 
They had to be available. They had to be obedient. They went through trial and error, maybe some heartache, and they had to take a leap of faith. A leap of faith is the safest place to be because the king always leaps with you. Jesus is always in a leap of faith. It's time to believe in yourself and who you are in Christ. You are enough only because you have enough. You have the king of kings, the creator of the universe, the one that created each one in this room inside of you as a child of God. What more do we need? Jesus is the biggest treasure that we have inside of us. Our treasure chest should be full of all kinds of different things. The fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. How about the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith? All of these things should be in your treasure chest to pull out and use. How about scripture? Memorize scripture. Testimonies of the faithfulness of God, the provision of God, how he's been with you through the years and provided for you. These are all things that should be in our treasure chest that we can pull out at a a moment's notice when God says, hey, it's time to go on an adventure. And so maybe you're walking down 6th Street and you walk by somebody and God taps you on the shoulder. I would like you to go pray for that person. They're having a pretty rotten day. Go ask them if you can pray for them. Most people will say yes. Or maybe you are in uh, the grocery store and you come around the corner Barb just smiled because she knows this one. <laughs> this is her, her place, the marketplace. Um, come around the corner, and there is a mom, a young mom with three young kids, and she is about to pull her hair out. And you go, uh-huh. So you reach in your treasure chest, and you pull out a tra- testimony, and you go over there, and you minister her, and you can understand where she's at because you've been there, done that. You can have compassion for her, Maybe you even get to pray for her. Maybe you exchange numbers. Only God knows how far it can go. And maybe she'll show up here at church someday. You have to be obedient to what he has given us. Use what he's given us to use in those situations. Be available. We need to remember that we don't go alone and we don't act alone because we have Holy Spirit in us as children of God. We can fill our treasure chest up with all kinds of things, but God wants us to pull them out and use them. You mama of small kids, your ministry, is this still there? Got really quiet. (laughs) Um, Your ministry to your babies is just as important as that pastor that has 10,000 in his church. Probably more important because you are raising those children up in God. We need to all assess how we're doing with our assignment, the assignment that God has given us, wherever you're at. And, and things change. You know, we're parents, and then we're grandparents, or we're, you know, your careers change, whatever. Wherever God has you right now, are you being faithful with that? The people that say yes, he equips with supernatural power with what they need to fulfill the calling. 
If you try to fulfill your calling without this power on your own, thinking you enough are, uh, you alone are enough, you will never accomplish the God calling on your life. And the enemy, oh, how he hopes that you will do that, that you will try on your own strength, that you will go out there and try it without the power that Jesus has given you to use, without the things in your treasure chest that Jesus has given us to use, because he's pretty sure that you're going to fall on your face and you're going to be defeated and give up. Only God is enough, more than enough. You can't do something with supernatural power without his, something supernatural without his supernatural power. I want to turn to Zechariah 4, 6. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And where is his spirit? As children of God, it's inside of us. We have such a powerhouse inside of us to access. In Luke 9, when Jesus called his disciples, he gave them power and authority. Everything that they needed before he sent them out. In verse 3, he tells them to take nothing with them. No extra clothes. No money. Nothing. Not even a staff. Because a staff represents power and authority and defense. And this is all the stuff. And discipline. This is all the things that God had... Jesus had already given them because in verse 2 he had given them power and authority, etc. They had all that they needed. You and I have all that we need. So the disciples went out and they gave it all and they came back exhausted because when you're doing things for the Lord, sometimes it can be very exhausting. So they came back and in verse 10, Jesus didn't send them away to rest. He didn't say, oh, go back to the house where we're staying, and I'll see you in four or five hours after you're all rested up, and then we'll talk about what you did out there. No, he said, come away with me. Come away with me. Jesus wanted to fill them back up. Maybe the key to your exhaustion is time with Jesus. Only he can replenish our soul. So they withdrew with Jesus, and he filled them back up. Do you know that God is aware of all that you need? He's also aware that all that he's promised, and he will fulfill every need and fulfill every promise. It's always been the tactic of the enemy to tell us we don't have enough or we're not enough as we currently are. Let's look at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Now why did the author of Proverbs say, lean not on your own understanding? They believe Solomon wrote most, if not all, of Proverbs. He was a wise, wise man. And in his wisdom, I believe, he knew that our little human brain could not wrap around 
how God can make something that seemed hard easy. How he can make a way where there seems to be no way. How can he do that? Solomon understood that we couldn't get that. So that's why he said, lean not on your own understanding. Whose understanding should we lean on? The God of the universe, the one that created this mind, because he gets it. If a situation arises at work this week, pull out what he's already entrusted to you. If somebody looks like they need prayer, go pray for them. Ask them if you can pray for them. See what happens. Because you're not going alone. Jesus is right there with you, cheering you on. He wants to dissolve your fears, remove your burdens, and remove all roadblocks. Take that leap of faith because the king of kings is leaping with you. When we give back to God what he's given to us, he brings favor. He blesses it. He brings overflow, which means he always gives us more than what we need to accomplish the task that he's put before us. There's always more than enough. I see week after week this congregation, this family, coming forward in response to getting delivered from alcohol, drugs, pornography, freedom from you fill in the blank, or to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to get more of boldness or courage, whatever the message was about, whatever that altar call. I see this family coming forward, and you know what that tells me? This family at Vineyard Christian Fellowship is hungry for God and wants to be used of God. That's a beautiful thing. But we need to be careful that we don't keep coming to the banqueting table and filling ourselves up and not having any outflow because we don't want to become fat and lazy and stagnant, stinky Christians, right? <laughs> In a few minutes, I'm going to be done. But first, I want to talk about what we've done with those past treasures when we've come to the banquet table up here and received things from God. Is your treasure chest bulging because you've been adding to it and not using out of it? I want to describe three different Christians. Now, I might do some meddling here, and I don't make any apologies for that because I believe that Jesus wants you to hear this. And he wants you to think about where, which one of these three you closest relate to. So Christian number one wakes up Sunday morning and says, well, we might as well go to church. It's what we always do. So they get to church probably right before it starts. And they always leave right when it's done. There's no relationship. And it might be because they have the fear, well, if they really knew me, they probably wouldn't accept me. If they knew about that hidden sin, they definitely wouldn't accept me. So they have no relationship at the church. But their treasure chest, oh, they're well-fed, so it is very full. In fact, it's bulging. Christian number two, well, honey, shall we go to church today? 
It is Mother's Day after all, and I'm pretty sure your mom would really like to see us there. So they decide to go, fight with the kids all the way to the church. Then they sit in the back, feeling guilty. They are frustrated and confused why nothing ever changes. They have a treasure chest too. But it's newer, shiny looking, with a few treasures in it. Christian number three, cannot wait to see what God has today. Who can I pray for? Who can I serve? Where should I sit? Maybe I'll, somebody will sit by me that I can minister to. They go forward for prayer, and they act on it. They don't forget about what they, their commitment, they, whatever they received up here. They go to church regularly, as well as some extra church meetings every week, like maybe home group, prayer, a Bible study, they are all about the things of God. They are faithful, teachable, committed, and reliable. And their treasure chest is well used. But it still has plenty in it. Let's go back to Christian number one. This Christian goes out of obligation. Well, I said this prayer of salvation that makes me a Christian. And Christians go to church, so we better go to church. They don't contribute anything, so their treasure chest is always overflow. They may go forward for prayer, but they don't act on it all week. It's almost as if they, they have the attitude that they want God just to zap them into who they want to be or who he created them to be, but they don't want to put forth any effort on their own. Therefore, their treasure chest doesn't have much in it because of the lack of commitment. Back to Christian number three. They are excited about God and everything to do with God, wants to be the best they can be for God, willing to change and pursue God. They really take the, to heart the message, and they work on themselves all week. This person knows who they are in Christ. They give out of their treasure chest often, but make sure to be in the word of God to keep it replenished. So I'll leave that up to you and God where you fit into that and whether you need to make some changes. I told you I was going to meddle. <laughs> so let's not hide the treasures that God has given them, has given you, or leave them forgotten. It's like Joey's favorite car. In my mind, for some reason, that's a red car sitting in that treasure box. If he only leaves that little car in that treasure box and never takes it out to play with it or share it with anybody, what joy is that going to bring him or anybody else that he might share it with? Probably not much. Gifts are meant to be used, but in this case, never used up because the source is endless. If we are tied into the source, it is endless. So let's be hot Christians, honorable to each other, obedient to God, transparent to each other and to God, because transparency brings a... Testing. Oh, there I am. Okay, I'm going to say this all again. Um, we need to be hot Christians, honorable to each other, 
obedient to God and transparent to each other and to God because transparency brings accountability and accountability brings growth. Let's stand. Do you feel like the world, the devil, has ripped you off, beaten you up? Really, at some points, I think we all feel like that, right? As humans, we get beat up sometimes. I want to encourage you to let him restore what the world has stolen from you. Some of us need to return to our first love. A couple months ago at home group, we were worshiping, and the front door was open because it was, we have a wood stove, and it was just hot in there. So I was over there praying and worshiping, looking out at the front yard, and I said, Lord, what do you want to tell your people? And I felt like he had this message. Tell them that I love them. Tell them that even though some have walked away from their first love, I still love them, and I always will. Did you hear that? No matter whether you've walked away from that first love, whether you've totally turned your back on Jesus, he still loves you and he's waiting for you to come back to that first love or to the first time. Some of us need to let him restore our childlike faith. Some of us just need to be in awe of him again. Remember the wonder when you first found Jesus? You can have that back. And if the Jesus isn't your Savior yet, I encourage you to come and let the light of the world change your life forever. We all need to be committed to using our gifts more, pulling things out of that treasure chest at a moment's notice whenever he has, when you have that little whisper in your ear to go serve him doing something. If you'd like to respond to anything that I've said, especially in the last few minutes, you're welcome to come forward. Is Nikki still here? Nikki, do you want to come play something? Um, Yeah, if you need to repent for just walking away from your first love, whatever it is, whatever God has tugged at your heart for this morning, starting to use those gifts, just let's just pray. Start praying into that, that God will just reveal wherever you need to Reach out to him and let him change you this morning. Okay, can you go talk to him? Yeah, talk okay, to him. okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just all want to be used more and more with you. Would you just reveal yourself, God, where we need, each individual here needs more of you in their life. Whether it's being in awe of you again, returning to a first love, taking that leap of faith, Wherever it is, God, we know that you're right there with us.
pray for courage and boldness to step out and walk in the things that you have created us to do for you and with you. And I just want to thank you, Jesus, for letting me be a servant for you. You took this shy little girl and you stepped in and changed my story. And I'm forever grateful. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. What a powerful word. What a powerful, simple, yet powerful word. Some of you have been spiritually bankrupt for a long time. What happens in spiritual bankruptcy is there will come a crisis and we go to reach into wherever we think we've got some connection with God and we find out it's not what we thought it was and we lose heart. It's all about, it's all about coming to Father, asking Him to fill your heart, staying in contact with the Father, allowing Him to do what He wants to do in you and through you. And when those really hard moments come, you have something there to lean into. How many know what I'm saying? Raise your hands if you would. Yeah, yeah. So if that's you, if you've been feeling a little spiritual bankrupt lately I'd like you to raise your hand just raise your hand spiritual bankrupt thank you Jesus yeah yeah if you see that hand or hands up would you just gather around those people and just pray there are reasons that we stop receiving from the Father, and a lot of it has to do with our own pride. Our own pride wells up, and we don't allow the humility of God to come upon us that allows us to receive from His open hand. Pride's a big deal. I've got this one. I can handle this. I don't, I don't need anyone's help. I got this. We need each other. And we need the Father. So if we're going to be open and transparent with one another, it's time to admit that we need each other. I can't do this alone. I need the help of the Holy Spirit, and I need the help of my brothers and sisters. The Word says if we confess our sins, King James says faults one to another, that there's healing. So I encourage you guys to keep the slate clean. Amen? We're going to continue to talk about gifts as we move into the future. Next week, we're going to start breaking this down. But every one of you, God has given you a gift. And God wants that gift to manifest his presence in the world that you're in. God wants to use you. You're not here just to hang out. God wants to use you for incredible things. We are the generation that God has chosen for such a time as this. And, and if you're at that... It, at that end part of your life where you're being told you're too old, stop it. Stop it. That's a lie. Spirit of Caleb, come forth. 
Caleb was the one who's like, man, crossing the River Jordan. He was in his 80s, and he's like, let me at him. I'll take the high mount. I'll, 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 I'll go up there and take their heads off. I mean, he was like, whoa, let me at him. Ran across the river, ran up the mountains. And the young, young people here, we need you too. It's that moment where we need everyone in the game. Amen? And again, like Teresa said, there is a treasure inside of you. And God wants to use that treasure. And it's time to explore what that treasure is for you. Amen? So we're going to start going into that as we move into the future. Clyde, did you have something you wanted to share? Or? Yeah. Thank you, Teresa. That was just a wonderful word. Um, we are. We are treasure boxes, and the Holy Spirit has put so many treasures in us. And, and sometimes it's like, man, I've used those gifts, but it seems like that treasure box has been locked. And it may be months, it may be years, um, but just as Jesus conquered death and took the keys, he's given each of us a key to unlock those prison doors in other people's lives and it also unlocks it in our lives because we sometimes feel so stale. If we're not using those keys, he's given us to bless the body. And uh, on the way to church this morning, I, I seen a woman um, kind of crossing the intersection, a little bit in the road, with her arms full of her belongings, all that she had. They were falling in the road. And I don't want to embarrass anybody but she needed some help. Um, her pants were down around her ankles and cars were just going by and I thought, you know what? I need to be somewhere at a certain time. I, I don't have time to stop. And Jesus said, you do, you do. And I stopped and I asked this woman, I said, where are you going? She says, I have no place to go. Where are you going? She asked me, I said, I'm going to church. You wanna go with me? She says, I'd love to go. Wherever you go, I'm gonna go. And that woman was so blessed, and she is here with us. And it's just an example, a little example of one of us kids saying, Lord, just use me. I want to be available. I want to be on your time frame, not my time frame. And I tell you what, I can be locked into a time frame, and it can, it can be like a prison. But one thing that will unlock those treasures that the Lord has put in your heart is to remember the giftings, use that like a key to bless other people. So part of me thought, gosh, if I bring this woman to church, I, I'm going to have to take full responsibility of her. And I'm doing this, that, and the other thing. But I tell you what, the body of Christ is so beautiful. People wrapped around her. Her feet were cold. And her brother, I know what we can do. We can warm up towels in the microwave. And they were so nice. And I was able to wrap those towels around her feet. And um, I just felt like there's treasure. There's treasure in us. And it's not for us to keep. We need to hear those hinges creaking all the time, opening and closing, opening and closing. If that treasure box is not opening, <laughs> don't let fear hold you back. Don't let time restraints hold you back. The kingdom of God is now. It's now. It's not when I'm ready. It's not, you know, next month or a New Year's resolution or 
whatever. It's right now. And, and my encouragement, I think the Lord's encouragement is he has given us eyes to see. He has given us ears to hear. And I just pray right now, God, that you would open those up, that we would be available to let you use us, God, in every way, in any way that you wish. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Heidi. Heidi, would you, can you come up here? Now, this child of God might be somebody that you've seen several times, and I've done it. You see someone on the side of the road, maybe asking for money, and you just go, you know what? I've done it. Get a job. Why are you like that? I've been critical. But you know, when you get to know someone and you hear their story, you just go, there's no reason any woman should ever be on the street and hurting and broken and missing half her toes. And Heidi, Jesus loves you so much. <laughs> just an opportunity. And I'm just sharing this. I'm just being transparent. Um, I have a huge heart for homeless people. We're broken people. And because of time restraints and whatever else, I become a little bit jaded. And so no, I need to get on with what I need to do, you know. But I tell you what, when we open our heart and let the Lord use us, there's where the treasure just starts shining. And um, anyway, that's my encouragement. <laughs> A um, couple winters ago, I met Heidi in town. It was a very cold day, and she was sitting there with hardly anything to keep her warm. And yeah, I had to be somewhere like Clyde had to be somewhere today. But when you hear the Holy Spirit whisper into your heart, it's always good to be obedient. So I went and got her some, some warm things and brought it back to her. And Did I bring you food? Do you remember if I brought you food too? I think I did. Anyway, so I've, I've known Heidi for a couple of years now, and I was so beyond blessed when I saw her this morning. And we remembered each other after all this time. Yeah. God's got a plan for you, Heidi. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you for um, today, God, and we thank you for Heidi, God, and I just pray that you will just continue to work on her heart, God, and that one day we will get the report or we will see her in this church as a child of God. God, help us to all do the assignment that you've given us to do. Help us to all take that leap of faith, remembering that you, the King of Kings, the one that created each one of us, is leaping with us and cheering us on. In Jesus' name, amen.